if the future is so bright for the Minnesota Wild, why haven't we seen it yet? Well, currently, the present is pretty murky. Bill Guerin has to evaluate the current roster before the Wild can move forward. We talk about that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just a reminder... You can find Locked on Wild on all your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we react to the news that according to The Athletic, the Minnesota Wild have the number one prospect pool in the NHL and why Bill Guerin must evaluate the current roster fully before the Wild can move forward. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and off of another frustrating loss uh, to the Dallas Stars for pretty much all the same reasons as all the other losses previous to that have occurred. Um, we are at an interesting point with this wild franchise because these losses seem to stack up as Scott Wheeler of the athletic was releasing his prospect rankings for the NHL. And it just so happens the Minnesota wilds are number one in the NHL in terms of their prospect pool, according to the athletic as Scott Wheeler in his article notes This is even while Matt Boldy has graduated from a prospect to a full-time NHLer. And the names you'd expect are are full up and down the list. Jesper Volstead, the top prospect in the wild system. If you've seen anything that uh, that Volstead has done over his uh, last several starts, uh, he is just continuing to... uh, it took a little while for Volstead to get his footing at the AHL level, but since he has, he really has not looked back. And some of that was dealing with injuries and just kind of getting acclimated. But now Volstead fully is. He has become the vibe king of the Minnesota Wild prospect pool, jamming out to, uh, to beat it during uh, stoppages on the ice, joining fans during the wave, and also just flat-out dominating opposing teams when he's out there on the ice. And so Volstead has seen his stock rise tremendously here throughout this AHL season. Marco Rossi in the number two spot, he has played well uh, down in Iowa uh, recently. And since really since he was sent back down, he's had a very solid season at the AHL level as well. So no surprise to see him at the top of the list. Uh, Liam Ogren and Danila Yurov both in the top five as well uh, for the Wilds. 
the most recent draft picks by Judd Brackett. Those guys profile to be very good in the future. You've, of course, got Brock Faber that the Wilds got back in the Kevin Fiala trade. And so you have all of this, all these guys just lining up that will be filling spots as they become available over the next couple of years. And it it gives you this overall theme of the future being very bright for the Minnesota Wild. They've got a ton of of great prospects that are set to join the, uh, the system. Now, some of those guys will probably not pan out. Some may pan out more than expected. And you also are going to get those guys that come into the system that you didn't necessarily intend. Sammy Walker being a good example of that, of a guy that uh, that signs, that wasn't a draft pick of the organization, but signs and finds a home and has played phenomenally well at the AHL level this season. And so there is every level of success and failure that you deal with with prospects. That's the nature of the NHL draft is it's subjective rankings based off of what people working for the organization believe about those players in particular and how they will fit into the system of that particular team. But I think something that is maybe most encouraging with what Judd Brackett has been able to do in restockpiling this cabinet for the Wild is that he's been able to add these top quality guys without having a top pick near the top of the draft board. He added Volstead with the 21st overall pick in uh, a year in which Volstead was widely regarded as the best goalie prospect in that draft. Was able to add him near the back end of the first round. Marco Rossi was a ninth overall pick. And so Brackett has been able to find solid picks without having had the luxury of a top five or really even a top ten selection throughout his time with this uh, this Minnesota Wild team. And so obviously he has the ability to find those guys. And so you don't have worry long-term about Brackett and his draft style and how this wild team will continue to add pieces to the stockpile to keep those cabinets full while this team moves along and and tries to be successful at the NHL level. The worry is not there. The worry is what you with what you currently have. And so... Yes, the future looks really exciting for this Minnesota Wild team, but we're stuck in that middle area where you're coming off of last year and really giving it a go, trying to make a legitimate run for a cup. We knew the scenario coming in with the Parisian suitor contracts after the decision was made to buy them out. We knew it was going to create some initial cap savings and that then on the back end, 
of what was left of those contracts coupled with the buyouts, what was left on the back end was going to leave you with some tight purse strings. And that was something that you're you're going to have to navigate through um, with taking some of that financial flexibility early on. Bill Guerin made those moves. He knew full well that that was going to be the case. And now we are seeing the effects amplified by that more and more and more as the struggles offensively for this team continue to expand and just be magnified on a nightly basis. And so the future of this team being bright is one thing, but how do we get from that future being in front of you How do you get that to where you're at currently? Well, I think the more we look at it, I think before you can really start to plug in pieces of that future, you have to fully evaluate what you have currently on the roster. And so in order for Bill Guerin to move this team forward past this season, you got to know who on the current roster is worth keeping and which are the guys that you move on from to plug in those pieces beyond this year. And so we'll we'll talk more about that in this overall overarching theme of how the future impacts the present as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. We are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. That, of course, is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out our pregame preview later today, taking a look at the Wild taking on the Vegas Golden Knights as they try to get back on track with now a stretch of five losses in seven games. And this is... I think a really important piece to look at with where this team is currently at. You have two choices. We've talked about the fork in the road. You fight and claw your way to try to make the playoffs or this inability to score in five on five, to score in general, just continues to hamper this team to the point that the playoffs no longer become an attainable goal. And 
we wonder why we have not seen the likes of Marco Rossi, Sammy Walker, Adam Beckman, any of the names on the list. Adam Beckman in the um, in the top list in terms of uh, prospects that Scott Wheeler profiled as well. I believe he was between 15 and 20 on the list, but there are a ton of names on that list that uh, that are super exciting for this team going forward. So you either continue to push towards the playoffs and you fight in your claw until it's no longer an attainable goal. And at that point, then you start to really take a step back. But what do you do between then? Bill Guerin sees all this that's going on at the NHL level. He's not blind to it. He's not overlooking it with the hope that this group that he is put together is going to figure it out and magically going to start scoring goals again. There is, as a general manager, always a two-step approach to a team. You've got one eye on the present and another eye looking ahead. And for Bill Guerin, I think it is most important for him to continue to look at this team because you have you have guys that are impending free agents at the end of this season that would be up for potential extensions to be around this team as they transition to more youth and try to add pieces around the core that is being more and more defined as the season goes on. But it's interesting how much things can change from one year to the next. Let's look back at last year, for example. You had the likes of Ryan Hartman, of Marcus Foligno, of Jordan Greenway, of on and on down the list, of guys that you would have assumed were pretty safe. Were they able to come close to producing where they were at um, where they were at last season. And if you would have asked me last year, Greenway would have been one of the players, I think, that was most important to what this team is trying to accomplish. And look at how quickly it has gone from a player who is one of the unsung defensive heroes on this team. Look at how quickly it has gone from that mentality to now the desire to not have him be part of the equation because of some work ethic issues and just really not utilizing the skills that he has out there on the ice. With Ryan Hartman, you had the 34 goals last year. This year, you have a guy who continues to just commit penalties on almost a game-in, game-out basis, turnovers. And with Marcus Foligno, I don't know if he is dealing with injuries at this point, 
But it seems as though with Felino, you're starting to see a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of that age, kind of start to slow him down a little bit. Uh, whether it be the injuries, any number of things. But my point being is that those guys last year, I would have bet any amount of money on being safe and being part of the long-term plan for this team. But now, as you look at it this year, it's starting to look as though Bill Guerin was, well, to be honest, maybe he should have sold high on those guys after career seasons. But the point being, you have to look at this with more of a long-term approach with these guys because I'm, I'm of the belief now that I think Jordan Greenway is probably not going to be a member of this team next year which is is something I was would have been shocked to say. But you have to really fully evaluate everybody on this roster because you're at the point where you don't want to be carrying around guys that are not contributing to this long-term goal that you have in store. And so you've got the prospects down in the system that you'd love to see come up and inject some life into this group to push them towards a playoff spot and and see if they can fight it out and maybe get hot at the end of the year. But I think the more important piece of the puzzle right now is to see which of the guys on the current roster are worth keeping and start to make some of those decisions about guys that you feel comfortable building around going forward and the guys that you just you don't see enough from. So I understand the frustration with not seeing some of the young guys get opportunities yet, but those opportunities will be coming. And I just, I think deep down, I think, the evaluation of the current roster is far more important than having somebody come up to maybe overinflate some of the opinions about those guys um, on the current roster. I think you just got to see what you have and make those decisions based on who fights and who doesn't. And it also comes down to another thing that uh, I, I'm not sure will really change here this season, and that's coaching. And so the final piece of the puzzle here is one that we will dissect in, yeah, you call people up. Are they going to be played? And so we'll discuss that as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want to deal with all the fat and calories, then you have to give Built Bar a try. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. 
They come in some unbelievable flavors too, such as churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And best of all, Built Bars contain only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, but are packed with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Before now, the only way to really get your hands on those delicious Built Bars was to head to Built.com and order a box, wait anxiously before it arrives on your doorstep. But what if I told you that now you can get them a little closer to home? Just head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to grab a box of Built Bars without the weight and enjoy deliciousness personified today. If you don't have a Walmart or Sam's Club close, you can always head to Built.com, but the best snack you will ever eat just got a little easier to grab, so grab yours today. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL, all in one place and absolutely free of charge. Locked On NHL is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So even if the Wild were to call up some prospects to help try to get them into the postseason, There's no guarantee they're going to play. We saw that early on in the season. We saw the game plan for Marco Rossi to be a fourth-line guy. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking back at that decision while also acknowledging the fact that I was on board for that plan with trying to kind of gradually get him in to life of the NHL on a more gradual scale before you promote him up to the top line because I was always of the mentality that you can move up in the lineup easier than you get bumped down. But then 0-3 happens, just a disaster. The fourth line hardly played. Rossi was just put into a bunch of weird spots with not ideal line mates. And so it didn't work. So he was sent back down and now continues to to crush it at the Iowa level. And all season long, and we've talked about this too, what we've seen from Dean Evason is a reluctance to tweak unless absolutely necessary. When the team was winning last year, we applauded it because the lines were working so well, no need to tweak anything. If you have an off game, go right back to it. Love it. Give those guys an opportunity to get back on track. It's worked for so many games. It'd be foolish to break up these lines that have been so productive just because they had one off night. The flip side to that coin is pretty ugly because we have seen time in and time out this year just line combos over line combos that just don't really work. And so the other part of this equation is you have a guy in Mason Shaw who just continues to sit something that we were concerned about when the team got back to full health, that Mason Shaw just continues to be the odd man out 
for this team while you have what we saw last night where Ryan Reeves, the reason that he was brought in was to add some physicality, try as he might to goad Jamie Benn into fighting in last night's game. Ben just laughed it off. He said, I don't need to. I don't need to fight you. We're beating you handily enough as it is. There's no need to sink to that level and to give the Wild the only thing that could potentially give them hope in this game, which would be power play goals. And so you look at what his contributions on ice are, if he's not being physical outside of the game against Detroit, we really haven't seen one of those take-charge dominance-type games from Ryan Reeves from a physicality standpoint. He really hasn't fought that much either. So we continue to see him put into the lineup because he's a veteran while Mason Shaw continues to sit on the bench. And so, yeah, you make some roster moves. You get some players called up to help out this lineup. Coach sets the lineup. So short of Bill Guerin demanding that guys play, there's no guarantee that it would happen. And so I'm starting to move towards this whole theme of evaluation of the roster and moving also to the point of evaluating every, every piece of the NHL roster, including the coaching staff, which feels weird to say considering that Dean signed an extension last season during all the good vibes, all the exciting wins, all the exciting shots to the bench of him uh, playfully fighting with his assistant coaches to celebrate, all those good vibes. But the NHL is a what-have-you-done-for-me-now business. It's a sport that demands current success for coaches. Bill Guerin's not going anywhere. I've seen Coaches get fired for more than uh, than what is currently going on at this level, and I don't know that Dean is necessarily on the hot seat, but we see what we see. And so with that in mind, too, I think as much as we'd like to see it, I think it makes more sense to let the future be part of the future while fully analyzing every aspect of what is currently on this team so you know, once the season is done, who's in and who's out. Bill Guerin can deal with that. If you have players on the roster, we've seen him do this before. If you have players on the roster that you don't view as solutions to problems, long-term options to fill spots on the roster, he's going to make the move. And so I think this restraint that we're seeing is a good thing 
because we're going to have fewer question marks with this team by knowing all the guys that work and the guys that don't. Because just watch a game. It's not hard to tell the guys that are playing hard and are trying to mitigate mistakes and the guys on the other side of the coin that are just kind of out there. Bill Guerin sees it, and he is keeping one eye on the present as much as he's keeping one eye on the future. So I don't know what the uh, next couple of weeks have in store. The Wild had a closed-door meeting after losing to Dallas last night, and so will that be enough to get things going at the NHL level? Maybe. But would it surprise me if we see more of what we've seen over the course of the year? Not at all. It's an evaluation period for Bill Guerin, just to see who on this team is worth keeping and who is going to be replaced by some of those pieces for the future. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the National Hockey League, free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, just like Locked On Wild. So make sure that you subscribe anywhere that you can on your favorite podcast platforms on YouTube. Make sure to check us out on social media, including TikTok. We're also now on Amazon Music. So make sure to follow us everywhere as we keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild all throughout the season and beyond. We are keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.